Talk Show is brought to you by Organissima New York. Your exotic skin, hair, and beauty source, and your one-stop shop for all your natural and organic skin and hair care. Featuring authentic organic Moroccan oil and prickly pear seed oil and much more. Bringing you only the best, straight from the source and proudly produced in the USA. So what are you waiting for? Shop today at www.arganissima.com. Arganissima, New York. Your beauty is our duty. Folks, welcome back to the EMBC Network and the Sales World Channel with your host, Hurricane Age. New day, new show, new topic, new guest. Uh, the, a topic that we've covered a while back, and this week happens to be some, some you know, special week where I'm talking a little bit about sales, marketing, different aspects of it. And as a matter of fact, I just had a show where I talked about uh, incentives in the marketing. But today we're going to talk about just the optimization of SEOs and all the stuff with an expert, and he's the founder of SEO Optimizers. Uh, I have with me Brandon Leibowitz, and uh, he is going to take us through the real world of digital marketing uh, and break it down for us, because I know we all know about it. You know, we see it now. It's part of our lives. But, you know, if you're a new business, or you're still learning about this stuff, or you're an old business that you haven't adapted to this, you know, this may be an opportunity. And, and Brandon is here to help us, hopefully guide us through it. And ultimately, maybe we can use Brandon's services to assist us, you know, get better and reach out, you know, and send out a message out there. Brandon, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me on today. Oh, it's a pleasure. And, uh, you know, I'm just, you know, intrigued. I want to learn more. And we want to just hopefully share. No, first things first, uh, it's always good to, you know, uh, who is Brandon and how you went about starting SEO Optimizers. Yeah, my name is Brandon Lee Woods, and I got involved with digital marketing after I got my degree in school. And the first job I got, was helping a company out with their digital marketing and I didn't really know much about it. They said, don't worry, we don't know much about it either, which is kind of interesting. They're like, we're going to take <laughs> classes and workshops and learn alongside with you. And this is back in 2007. And after working there for a few months, just realized everyone's probably going to have a website in the future. There's a lot of, and there's a lot of different ways to get traffic. And I was helping out with like their SEO, social media, helping out with paid ads, doing some email marketing and just really focused on the SEO over the years because SEO is a way to get free traffic. And I just thought, why spend money on ads when you could get up there for free organically? So we'd work full-time at different companies or advertising agencies. And on my lunch break or before work, after work, I would work on my own freelance projects and built it up to where I was able to quit my job and just solely focus on the company SEO optimizers. Wow. Well, first of all, congrats on that. I mean, uh, you you you've done what a lot of people are dreaming of and working towards. Uh, you know, it's not easy to to take that leap and uh, and just do your own thing. And uh, love the combo where you were working and you were still planning and building your own, and finally you were able to do that and just be independent. So kudos to that. And you know, for people listening, work you know, and watching right now, hey, you know that's how it works, right? You got to do what you got to do, but you know, eventually, if that's your dream and where you want to go. Uh, after your own 
a company and be your own entity and, and do your thing, this is the way to do it. So thanks for sharing that. Uh, I appreciate it. So so I know you talked about just some of the digital marketing. Uh, you talked about uh, the future websites and e-commerce and all stuff. That's actually, uh, you can't have a business today without one of those. <laughs> yes. and, and and you know there's 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 almost you can have a website but it may not be generating traffic and uh, that's usually the, the the biggest issue with all you know the different websites because they are there but nobody knows about them and you know uh, let's talk about that today because first of all the importance of website because uh, I know it sounds easy like everybody has a website but you know uh, what is your experience with websites and and, and you know the, the 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 content of it, the design of them does that even uh, have anything to do with the SEO optimization? Well, I mean, nowadays, the design has an impact because what Google looks at is not just getting people to your website. So I could optimize your website, do all the right things, put all the keywords in the right areas. And then if you rank on Google, like let's say you're at the top of Google and all these people start going to your website, but your website loads slowly or it's hard to navigate through and people hit that back button, Google sees that. And if a majority of the people hit that back button, Google is going to say, maybe you aren't the best to be number one, even though you've done all the things that we want to see, writing, keep putting keywords in the right places, building backlinks, adding content, doing all the technical stuff. But if people don't respond well, which is called like the user experience, which is a new part of Google's algorithm that came out a couple of years ago, where now they look at the behavior. Do people go to your website and stay on it? That's a good sign. Do people go on it and then leave immediately? then maybe you aren't the best website. But overall, the look of the website doesn't really have that big of an impact. But if people leave after looking at your website, that's a negative sign. And it doesn't really matter what platform you're built on, if it's like WordPress or Squarespace, Shopify, Wix, for the most part. Nowadays, they're all good enough. I would say WordPress is probably the best platform out there. It's free and you could customize it however you like. But if you're on some of these other platforms, it's not that big of a deal, maybe five years ago. I would say you have to switch out because Wix and Squarespace are really limiting, but they're getting better. They're still not fully there yet, but they're getting better, closer. But again, it's not that big of a deal. There's a lot of other variables that go into SEO that help with the rankings. So, so in, in your expertise, the you know traditionally it was kind of the website was a different story, but now they're all up there in terms of the, the design and stuff. But really, the speed of your website. Uh, you know, where whereby someone can go in and navigate quickly, things are refreshing quick, and, you know, you don't feel like, oh, my God, and then reset and all that. Because to your expertise now, you know, Google is looking at that. That's kind of like how they, they determine who goes where. Uh, and that's pretty interesting. Now, now uh, is based on your expertise and experience, is there any way someone can actually uh, – I know there is, but, you know, obviously, you are an expert. You're going to guide us towards, like, the best way to do this. Whereby can someone who owns a website kind of test that, you know, often meaning check out, you know, the speed, the the navigation, all this, all the stuff that can be detrimental to their success and, and ranking the right way. Yeah, there's a bunch of free tools, some paid, but some free ones for checking speed would be, I mean, Google has one, it's called Google Page Speed Insights. So I would check that one. Also, I look at GT Metrics. There's another one called Pingdom. Those are kind of like the bigger ones because they're all going to show you different speed results and they're all going to tell you what needs to be fixed. So you can bring this to your programmer, web developer, whoever built that website and tell them, hey, can you fix all this stuff? Usually speed is because of images. If you have a lot of big images on your website, let's say your website has an image that's 5,000 by 5,000 pixels, really high def, 
really high quality, but on your website, it's only 100 pixels by 100 pixels. But you upload that 5,000 pixel image to your website, that slows it down. So a lot of people, or if you have like old logos that are still, even if they're not on your website, if they're in the back end, the coding of it, it's going to slow down your website. But there's so many variables that go into it. A great tool is Google Search Console. It's a free tool as well. And that will show you your speed, if there's any errors on your website, any broken pages. So it kind of does an SEO audit for you. Stuff to go and fix it. But Google Search Console is a free tool that I recommend that everyone get. Also, Google Analytics is a free tool that shows you how much traffic you get. But Google Search Console will show you everything related to your SEO. It'll show you what keywords you're ranking for, how many people have come to your website from SEO. It shows you, again, like all those technical errors and all those other things. So it's a great to have both of them. Well, Ryan, thank you for that because uh, you, you, you talked about pictures and some people have videos. I mean, all that stuff is definitely, you know, clutter that's going to make that 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 site so heavy, you know, to navigate or at least to load and uh, all these things. And uh, optimum help for a site is important. Now, now, ultimately, you give us some free tools and 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 and, and good pointers. But as SEO optimizers, do you guys do this? I mean, you and company do actually some of this, the work as well, right? That you can help people mm-hmm. determine that before you can help the optimization, correct? Mm-hmm. Yep. Look at all that because it is important to make sure that your know, website's optimized. If not, then you're probably not going to get those rankings. But SEO is like a puzzle. There's over 200 ranking factors to Google's algorithm, but some are a lot more important than others. Like speed, Google talks about speed, but if I check all my competitors or even like the top big corporations, corporate websites, a lot of them are going to fail that pay- speed test. So speed is just one aspect of their algorithm, but there's so many other ones that are much more important. Like having good content is really, really important and having backlinks. Those two, I'd say, are the most important. Everything else is very important. Once you have good content on your website and you built a strong backlink profile, then you're like, all right, how do I get to the very top? Because once you're on page one, everyone's doing SEO and you got to really stand out and differentiate yourself. And that's where you got to do all these little tweaks and minor changes that normally wouldn't have that big of an impact. But when you're on that first page or being against big corporate sites, you got to make sure you do all the technical stuff. Well, so, so let's talk about it. the... You're you talking about the content is one thing. Ultimately, everybody's looking for good content and they that's what's attracting and easy to read. Things like, you know, a very attractive, con, you know, uh, information that's like, oh, this is what I want, right? But then also you said the backlinks. Can you expand on that? What does that mean, backlinks? Yep. So backlinks are other websites talking about you. So let's say you're reading an article on entrepreneur.com and in there, it says Brandon Leibowitz. And if you click on that and it goes to my website, I'd be getting a backlink from entrepreneur.com. So the more websites that talk about you, the more trust Google's going to give to you. And then they're going to look at those keywords on your website to figure out what keywords to rank you for. But it doesn't work the other way around. Google's whole algorithm started based off backlinks. That's how they had better search results than anyone else is because instead of ranking however they used to rank before Google was around. But once they started using the backlinks, that was a good indication of what quality website is. It's like a website is kind of voting for you. Like entrepreneurs voting for me saying, we trust you. But over the years, Google's been spammed and people have gamed the system and figured out loopholes and ways to build backlinks that aren't the best. So in the past, if I had hundred backlinks and you had 200 backlinks, you would rank higher than me. But now it's not the number of backlinks. It's the number of quality backlinks. And what is a quality backlink to Google? A quality backlink is just a website that's related to you and authoritative. So let's say you're like, you're a 
you have a doctor and then they're getting a backlink from a restaurant that wouldn't really make sense. Like why is a restaurant <laughs> leaking out to a doctor? But if you're a doctor and you're getting a backlink from another doctor or WebMD or anything related to health, that's what Google wants to see. So relevancy is really important. And then authoritativeness, like how popular is this website that's linking to you? If I give you a backlink from my website, it's a good backlink, but it's not the same as like a Forbes or Huffington Post or New York Times or LA Times. So the bigger the website, the more SEO value that's passed on. But relevancy really is what I'd focus on. Number one is making sure the sites that link out to you are related. So thanks, Brandon. So, so I know we, we we refer to the word SEO and, and Google right now. Uh, you know, just for the audiences, because I'm not sure. You know, maybe someone is not clear about what SEO, <laughs> what the acronym stands for. <laughs> And also, you know, uh, if there are um, there are certainly other search engines, and uh, so if you can just expand, like maybe like the bigger ones, you know, I mean, Google is the monster, but there's other other ones that people use. If you're using, for example, I guess Apple products, you know, you got Safari and you got other, you know, things. Uh, you got what is it, Edge, and you got different things, right? So, so can you expand on like you know, uh, the differences between those, and you know, why one could possibly be better than the other in terms of selection? Yeah, so SEO is search engine optimization. So that is ranking websites on search engines, which really is just Google nowadays. Google just kind of runs everything. So when you search, it is only Google. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's other search engines like Bing, Yahoo, uh, Yandex, yeah, DuckDuckGo. But when I look at Google Analytics or other tracking tools, Google brings in the majority of the traffic. Google's probably going to bring in, I'd say, 20 to 80% of your traffic. Bing will bring 1%. Yahoo will bring 1%. Then maybe DuckDuckGo and all these other ones might bring half a percentage. The rest of your traffic is going to come from like social media, email marketing, paid ads, people just typing your website directly in. But Google really just runs everything. And this is me looking at hundreds, probably thousands of websites over the years that I've never seen another search engine bring in more traffic than Google. Unless maybe you're in another country, like China uses other like Yandex or something like right. that. But I would recommend everyone just look in Google Analytics or your tracking tools and you can see what search engines are bringing in the traffic. But really, nowadays, Google just dominates and runs everything. Who knows what's going to happen in the future? But for now, Google is just not slowing down. They're not going to give up oh, any yeah. traction, but we'll have to see who knows what's going to really happen. They're the giant. But, but I, I, you know, uh, I mentioned Edge and Safari as, as where you actually go and just do your search. Now, now, how does that link into the, the, the search engine piece of it? Because, I mean, are they even considered such things? Because, I mean, some people really like, you know, I've had, you know, problems, for example, in one site on Google, and they say you have to change it and, you know, check, check something else and use maybe Safari or whatever else, and they use that. Now, does that also feed back into it, or how does that work, just, just for audiences' purposes? Um, so, I think you're mentioning browsers. So Browsers, exactly. Like yeah. Chrome or Firefox. Internet Explorer, Safari, yeah, all the Edge, Opera, those are all just operating systems. So they're not really search engines. When you search on them, though, they've partnered up with search engines like Chrome is owned by Google. So when you search on Chrome, it's always going to be Google. But Safari, I think, partnered maybe with Bing. or I mean, it changes so often. Like They're constantly changing who they partner with. But Google wants to be the default search engine for every platform. But I, I get all that all the time. Yeah, Make but me, sometimes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but sometimes like I forget Safari might be like Bing or Yahoo. So you search on there, it's not gonna show you Google, it's gonna show you a different one where you're like, what's going on? I mean, most people don't know the difference, which is kind of interesting too. They just see that they're searching and 
they don't really look at the logo at the top left. I guess we're all just used to Google. And nowadays, most these search engines are just kind of simple, plain, because they realize, try to blend in, look like Google. So people click on your links and ultimately click on those ads so they can make more money. But in general, it doesn't really matter what browser you're on. For searching though, if you're on Google on Chrome and if you're on Google on, let's say Firefox, even though you're both on Google, the browser is going to slightly personalize. I mean, Google will personalize the results depending on the browser. If you're on desktop, mobile, tablet, if you're your search history. So it's always going to be slightly different, but the browser doesn't have too big of an impact. No, thank you, Brandon, for really making that clarification. Just browser being just where you go in and then the back end, which is what works in <laughs> the, the, the machine and your rank and stuff. But you're right. Some depends on what you use. Uh, you know, even computers come in, you know, with different defaults. And like, uh, you know, I've had, I have several computers and everyone that I buy that gives me a different thing and some other, and then you go, oh, make group, you know, Google your Chrome, your, your, uh, your default browser, whatever. And it always gives you that option. And then you're right. Some, some of them are Yahoo, some of them are Bing. And it, it changes based on that. And a lot of people use, and, and to your point, depends on also in part of the world you're in. Uh, not everybody has the same, I mean, I guess everybody is online. They can have the same access, but maybe like China, as you mentioned specifically, they have their own limitations and they close the world a little bit differently, you know, for, yeah. for how they, they want to operate. Even some social media there is different. Um, but so so we, we, we clarified that now, again, search engine optimization, ranking is really what you want. Uh, so let's talk about how that works. I mean, your job when you go in, uh, let's say if you take anybody of our audiences right now as a business and they want to really maximize and optimize their their position on, on the worldwide, right? You know, so they want to be top you know, tier. You just click a name and then voila, they show up. That's the other thing. That's not the, And by the way, before I go, before I get something that, that you mentioned, it was funny because you look into, like you said, a Bing or Yahoo for the same item or the same name. And you don't get the same results. And that just, you know, like sometimes for a picture, I'll give you an example. I search for somebody and you look at this one, they don't come up. I go to Google and they come up. It is it is almost, you know, just not weird, but it's it's great to see how that works in the back end because not everybody has, you know, the same way or the same positioning just by using the, the default, whatever they have on their computer. So So let's talk about that in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's always going to be different. I mean, Bing powers Yahoo. So if you search on Yahoo, it's actually Bing that shows the search results. But everyone has a separate algorithm. They're all different. And a lot of them now have machine learning where they don't even know how it's learning. It's just learning by itself with artificial intelligence, which is a little weird and scary. So people at <laughs> Google don't even know how Google search works anymore. So it's just learning on its own. And each, I mean, most of the search engines copy one another or have similar ideas about how the algorithms work, but no one really knows how the algorithm works. So it's all <laughs> top secret. But with SEO, we don't really care how Google works. I mean, we'd love to learn how Google works because we'd all be very, very rich. But what matters is who's on that first page of Google and how much SEO have they done. That's really all that matters with SEO is who's on that first page of Google. That is your competition. Whoever is ranking for your keywords, those are your competitors. And how much SEO have they done? And how can I do a better job of it? That's really all we're looking at. So, so you would take a website and and really go back into the back end of that website and figure out you know you mentioned keywords as as a as a as a, a tool. Um, I mean, that, I'm assuming you know in some places we refer to tags, uh, you know, as another way to like you know to just promote your whatever you're you're promoting. But really, the keywords is like you know the words that the system is going to look for and then hopefully bring you up. 
I mean, I'm just trying to simplify it. So in, in your expertise terms, how would you define that? Mm, yep, yep. They're just reading, looking for words all over the page in the coding. They're looking at the coding and they're looking at different places that they're going to say, okay, like this title tag is more important than, let's say, some content lower down. So, But overall, as long as you have good quality content on your website, that's going to help the search engines read, understand, and know what to rank you for. But they're not going to rank you without backlinks because backlinks build trust. And Google just does not trust any website or none of the search engines trust any website because there's too many weird, shady things going on, the dark web, all this stuff over half the websites are kicked off Google because of stuff like that. So Google looks at you or any website and just says, we don't trust you. We'd rather show people that have been around and built up trust built up backlinks over the years versus a new website or even established website. If you don't have any backlinks, Google's not going to trust you. Well, so, so for someone who doesn't, who doesn't know that and, and they, they want to actually get into, you know, the ability to have some backlinks. I mean, certainly they need to have an expert that, that that's willing, that can do the job and, and make it work. So, so for people watching right now and the business owners and, or like, you know, folks that want to get there, whatever they're doing with their website, some people even have their personal website. And, you know, um, we're talking on a talk show right now. There's a lot of podcasters that have their own sites that they want to promote. How would they be able to, to really uh, get those backlinks and where would they even start now? Ultimately by using your service, you'll be able to do some of that work. So I, without going to, for, you know, like in deep details, like what would be some of the things you would use to just, you know, get them really there and what kind of, Results would they be able to see? Yeah, no, with the backlinks, there's a lot of different strategies. But like I say earlier, Google changes their algorithm all the time. So in the past, there's just a number of backlinks. Number so now it's a number of quality backlinks. So the backlinks you have to be very, very careful with because if you build the wrong type of backlinks, instead of ranking higher, you're actually going to drop down in rankings. So you have to be very, very careful. But the best or the safest way is spying your competitors. See who's on that first page of Google for your keywords. So searching Google for your keywords, make a list of all these websites that are on that first page of Google, skipping over the ads and using different tools, you can see all of your competitors' backlinks. So you have to pay for these tools, but you could buy it like Ahrefs is a really popular one or Moz or SEMrush. These are kind of like bigger, more popular ones. You have to pay for them, but you could throw any website in there. I could throw Google in there and see every single backlink that Google is getting. And then one by one, Go in and you're not going to go after every backlink that they have in the past you would, but now it's looking for the quality backlink. So looking for sites that are related to what you're doing and have some authoritativeness and trust. So Brent, but if someone, let's say I just started the website, right? I have no authority. I have no ranking yet. And I ultimately, you know, it's a small business. I just started and I want to get it out there. What will be, you know, the steps you would take? And, and, and ultimately, uh, with this show, we want people to reach out to you, hopefully, you know, and use your services to, to do this. Because I'm sure a lot of people, it is always hard to select, you know, to your point, who's going to build your website and who's going to manage it and who's going to get it, you know, to be ranking the right way and doing the right thing. Uh, a lot of people, sometimes they just use this one-time deal. They get somebody to design the stuff. Here's your website. Have a good day. And they don't know what to do with it. You know, that's a tough place. So so for, for someone like that, and I'm, I'm assuming there's a lot, if you're not a big company and you have your own developers, your own, you know, IT, well, not IT, like, you know, digital folks that, that do the, the, this stuff for you, you would have to go and, you know, search for resources such as yourself to help them. And, and you said that you were doing freelance while you were working for companies. And, and so, so somebody that is brand new with a, you know, very 
just baby site. Uh, beautiful site, you know, designed well, but now we need to get it out there. How would you, uh, you know, what would you do with them? How would you work with these folks to get them? And what's the time frame that might, might that, that's going to take? Because I'm sure this is not overnight. It's going to take some time to build and, and build that, you know, I guess, uh, authority with Google. Yeah, unfortunately, it's not immediate because with SEO, <laughs> the part that takes time is a uh, trust building because you can't just instantly get trust from Google one month or two months into doing SEO or just being a business. Google wants to see you that you've been around for six months or more. And it really varies the time frame of how long it takes, depending on competition, the keywords that you're trying to rank for, how competitive they are. So it's not really a one size fits all. So every time I get a new potential lead or client, I'm always going to evaluate their website and start with the website analysis and see what's working, what's not working, spawn the competitors see what's working for the competition, and then just try to get a strategy, a plan in action. Usually, I mean, the more common things, like I said earlier, was building good quality backlinks and having good quality content on your website. Those are, I mean, the backlinks are where most people start with is, let's see how many backlinks do my competitors have? How many backlinks do I have? How do we fill that dis disconnect? If they have 5,000 backlinks and you only have 50 backlinks, it's going to take a while to build it up. But if they have 100 backlinks and you have 50. That's not that big of a deal. It'll be a lot quicker to get those rankings. Again, it's not the number of backlinks, it's the number of quality, but just throw that out there just as more general examples. Is the backlinks really kind of indicate how long it's going to take, how much time, effort needs to be done to, to get you to the level where your competitors are at. Well, Ryan, thank you. But but again, for, for someone who just literally just started, they, you know, they probably don't even have any backlinks, right? I mean, it's got to take, you have to do some work to get the first initial backlinks and then build from there. Now, if I came to you with just a baby, like a little fresh site, you know, uh, there, there's got to be zero backlinks to start with, right? I mean, there's nothing linked. I just published my site and now it's available online, but nobody knows that it exists. Nobody even knows me as a company. So how do we take that? You know, obviously the work is almost the same, but, but you have a fresh, it's almost like, you know, uh, a nice little vanilla box, you know, uh, office that you're going to design your way. So, so is that even better or somebody that already has some, some stuff in there, but maybe not the right quality or, or it, 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 which one works? Maybe they both work. I don't know. No, I mean, if they have low quality backlinks, it's probably worse okay. than having good <laughs> ones or no backlinks because those low quality ones, nowadays we could tell Google, ignore them. So we could submit to Google saying, Hey, ignore all these backlinks. These aren't mine. Maybe someone built them maliciously. So Google's able to oh. be aware of that nowadays because they know there's negative SEO where I could just go and I have tools that used to work to rank websites really well in the past. Now they don't work really well and they're more spammy kind of things where they'll build thousands of backlinks and you can point them at anyone's website. And Google's like, all right, we understand that some people could negatively impact your website. So we're not going to count these. But with brand new website, you got to spy on your competitors and see who's on those first page of Google for keywords that you're trying to rank for. Look at, the, look at their backlink profiles and then just start picking out the sites that look good. Maybe they're on like a Wikipedia or Yelp or Yellow Pages or MapQuest or TripAdvisor or WebMD or whatever sites that they're on. Try and figure out, all right, they're on WebMD. How'd they get up on WebMD? Did they write an article? Did they do a sponsorship? Did they... Mm whatever it may be to get up there. Every website's going to have different strategy, but you get inspired your competitors, see what strategies they've been employing and utilizing and kind of build a roadmap and game plan from that. 
So, so some of, for example, we talked about podcasters, right? So, uh, you know, you, you post to to different, you know, uh, venues or platforms, YouTube, this, that, Vimeo, whatever. Does that does that work to your to your advantage? I mean, those things out there, you know, because if they're into those platforms, I'm sure Google kind of connects that. So eventually, if someone searches you, you're going to come up in one of those. Uh, social media, you mentioned earlier, that's the, the bigger piece of it. Uh, well, not a bigger, it's a percentage of it. So does that really create some good backlinks for you? Yeah, so unfortunately, Google is blocked from all those sites. So anywhere where it's too really? easy to get a backlink, Google's giving people a tag saying, you put this on your website, and none of these backlinks count for SEO. So sites that got spammed a lot, like Wikipedia, too many people have gone in it, tried to edit Wikipedia just to get a backlink because Wikipedia is one of the top 10 most popular websites. And getting a backlink from Wikipedia used to be really, really good. Now, it doesn't really help out. Huffington Post, same thing. I don't remember if you remember, maybe five, eight years ago, Huffington Post was really, really popular. Then it got really spammed and low quality content because all these people were just going in there to get backlinks from the Huffington Post. So Huffington Post is no follow. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, they're all blocked. I mean, Google owns YouTube, but even YouTube is no follow because anywhere where it's too easy to put a backlink in, they don't want that to count for SEO. And also, you're getting a bunch of backlinks from social media websites, Google's going to think you're a social media website. So you need websites that are related to what you're doing. If you're into fitness, you need to find sites related to health, wellness, fitness. If you're doing marketing, you want to find websites related to marketing or business. You don't want to just go for general sites. Those don't really have an impact, but it is good to be listed on as many places as possible. It's just those backlinks don't, they still have some value, but they've lost a significant amount of the real value because Google just ignores them. But Google still sees your websites listed on Wikipedia. So it's like, okay, Wikipedia is mentioning you, but it's not a backlink. And the backlinks are really the more important aspect of Google's algorithm. So they, they just become super, super picky about how they, they pick up their backlinks and where, where they resource them for you to really make it. So so it is it is a very tough game to actually be placed where you need to. And I'm assuming it costs also money to be there, right? I mean, uh, to your point, you got to put press releases, this, that, the other. You got to be all over the place in the right places and, and mention, I mean, I, I get a lot of these ads about that. Hey, you can be on CBS and NBC and Forbes magazine and stuff. You know, are those actually, you know, tools that people are using to, to get into these things or are they real even? Because that I was going to ask you, because you mentioned something about spam, about, you know, some bad, you know, folks out there doing some malicious stuff, you know, I, there's so much stuff. I mean, on Facebook and all these social media, you get these pop-up, you know, SEOs in one month, you know, $50, this, that, year. What I mean, I'm not knocking off anything, but you know, just for our audience purposes, how real are they? Are some of them? I've, I've tested a couple myself, and I can tell you they were just a gimmick. So you know, <laughs> and I'm not going to name names, but but you know, so I, I do some research. But the fact of the matter is, uh, there's the good and the bad and the ugly all mixed out in in in, in the web. You know, <laughs> it's it's just a very unique universe. And you said there's also the dark web. That's a whole different, and we can talk about that just to define what that is, because some people may not even know what what is that versus the regular web. But so so your your you know uh, just idea on on that angle like you know uh, those mm. seo things that we see the pop-ups and things do they even have any value can people trust them or they should stay away from them yeah no i mean if you see an ad for like getting on cbs or forbes or Huffington post if you get on the sites it's huge huge wins like i had an old client where we got them on like 10 of those websites instantaneously shot up to the number one for every single keyword and oh, the keywords wow. that they weren't even related to this is a couple of years ago 
but each one of those sites costs thousands of dollars. Again, Forbes is like $2,000. Huffington Post, well, Huffington Post doesn't count no anymore, more. so cut that one out. But like Wikipedia, people still spend thousands of dollars to get on Wikipedia because these sites are just so big and authoritative. So they don't have that much SEO value as they used to have a few years ago, but they do work. Like, But you can see that's going to cost tens of thousands of dollars. So if you're seeing an ad for SEO for $1,000 or, I mean, for like $100, something <laughs> wrong with that. Like they... Because if you're just getting one backlink for $1,000 and you need hundreds of backlinks to rank on Google, it's going to cost a lot more. Like anyone offering $50 services or something like that, that's instantaneously going to be spammy backlinks that might give you a boost for a day or a week. But after Google sees that you've been tricking them with these low quality backlinks, they're just going to drop you or kick you off permanently. So you have to be careful look at people's reputations, but getting in the bigger sites is great because then you can put on your website, look, as featured on Entrepreneur, Forbes, Wall Street Journal. So it builds trust for people. And then Google also sees that you're on these really, really, really big, powerful sites. But again, these sites don't have any relevancy either. Huffington Post, a Forbes, what are they about? Entrepreneur, they're about everything. They're not about one specific topic. So you want to find more unique niche related sites that are really honed in on one or a couple topics versus these general sites that are just all over the place. No, well, thank you, Brandon, for clarifying that because you're right. I mean, I, I again, I've seen a lot of those as seen on NBC or BC or you know, this, whatever, like, you know, and um, they promise like, you know, we'll, we'll do an article for you, blah, blah, you, you'll get the credibility that you need and all the stuff. That sounds good and attractive. And, you know, but, but is it really, you know, going to do it because, it's one thing to have your pictures and whatever, and you can put it on your site, but it doesn't mean anything if, if the system in the back is not going to recognize that. So just again, for our audiences, just be aware, you know, you guys do your own diligence and or due diligence or, you know, check out with experts such as, you know, right in here to make sure that whatever you're doing is going to be strategic and it's going to get you the result that you need to be to have and generate eventually the traffic that's going to get your business going to the next level. So thank you for that. Now, now we talk to Google a lot. And I know part of the things that you work on is Google ads on the back end. You know, what does that, how does that relate to all this and how does that work, you know, in, cor- you know, in correlation to, to, to ranking you better? So Google ads is the, pl- the ad platform and SEO. I mean, running paid ads, is it going to help you rank higher on Google organically? The SEO, it's not going to help out with SEO, but doing SEO will help out with your ads because Google, what do you search on Google? If you click on an ad, let's say it's $10 per click that ad. So each time you click on an ad, it's going to be a different value. It might be 50 cents. It could be a couple dollars. It could be a hundred dollars per click. Again, very expensive. So let's say that click is $10. But if you do really good SEO and have a good landing page with good keywords on it, well-optimized, Google might drop it from $10 to $9.95. So you save a couple cents, which over time, hundreds, thousands of clicks, it's going to add up to a lot. But in general, SEO and Google ads don't really have too much of an impact on one another, except for your ads will be a little bit cheaper if you optimize your website. No, that's good. I mean, that's exactly I'm asking so we can clarify this because, I mean, one is just putting ads out there, but, you know, is there any impact on the other? I mean, obviously now, now we're very clear about that. You might get a little bit of a, a discount eventually because your rates are going to be better, but maybe you can reach out more people. But that's right. So, so now if you get to to work with a customer or a business uh, what would be the time frame at least the minimum time frame to 
you know, you, you, you'll assess the site, you do the work, you find all the stuff, you do all the due diligence, you make it work. And then now, um, how, what is the, you know, the, the minimum time frame where someone can start seeing their number, you know, going from page, you know, whatever, 30 to 15 to 10 to one, <laughs> you know, what's that journey look like? Yeah, that one is stuff because it's not one size fits all. It just depends on how many backlinks you have versus the competitors. And if you're starting from scratch with no backlinks, it's going to take a six months, if not longer. If you've been around and you have all these backlinks that have been built up, then it might take six months, five months, might take a little bit less, but it also comes out of the competition. Like if you're just selling t-shirts, we got to see who's on that first page of Google for t-shirts, Amazon, Nordstrom, Kohl's, Macy's, Walmart, all these big, big corporations that probably have hundreds of thousands of backlinks. And if you're just starting out, it's going to take you years to be able to compete with that. So if you have something more unique and niche, maybe you sell organic cotton shirts for the elderly. That's more niche, less people are going to be less competition. So it'll be a little bit quicker, easier to get up there, but it really comes down to the competition. How competitive are these keywords and how much SEO has been done to your website versus the competitors. But on average, it takes around six months, sometimes much longer. Sometimes it can be a little bit quicker. Like I've had some clients where I worked with that they've had websites that have been around for years. They just never optimized it. And me making some changes pretty much got them to the first page and got them to the top within like a month, but that doesn't normally happen. I mean, this website has been around for five, maybe eight years. It just, no one really built backlinks or did the right things that Google was looking at. So sending them a couple of signals that Google was looking for, got them to shoot up right away. And they don't have much competition either. Well, thank you. Because, because again, for, for, for the most part, if someone's been in business long enough, they probably have enough revenue and stuff and they can do this. And they've been around long enough to, to have some, I guess, presence. But, but someone that is barely new, they need to have, to have some expectation that this is not going to be overnight. And so you have to build that in your strategy and your plan that when you're going to start building, it's going to take some moment before you can get where you need to be. So that means you have to use other means of promotion, you know, to their, to their business. And so that's, that's obviously clear. And, and thank you for doing that because some people may, may not be sure. And at least they know now what to do and what the expectations You said the expectations, everything else is easy. Right? <laughs> uh, so, so now key terms, you use the word key terms and, you know, it sounds what it is. But now, now the selection of key terms. So you mentioned, I love the way you said it, you know, if you're selling cotton t-shirts for the elderly, that is very specific. And now you can almost kind of zoom in, in a little bit on, on a particular audience. So therefore you become a little bit more focused on that area and that kind of populates your numbers or your ranking to, to the right page based on, on that need, right? So it's, it changes the dynamics, the way you select your keywords. Uh, so, so is there anything, you know, that we need to know about that selection, anything more specific, you know, if you don't mind. I know keyword research is one of the most important starting points. It's like building a house and skipping over building like the frame or the blueprints, because with SEO, you need to figure out what keywords you want to rank for. And then you sprinkle them all over your website and your content and all over the place. And there's a lot of different ways to do keyword research, but Google gives you another free tool called the Google Keyword Planner. Shows you what pretty much you can just put one keyword in there, and Google's going to show you hundreds, maybe thousands of variations of that keyword, and it'll show you how many people search for that keyword every single month. So you'd see, all right, maybe I want to rank for the word like men's clothes, and then you see people search for men's clothes five thousand times a month. 
but men's clothing might get 50,000 searches every single month and making little changes like that can have a big impact on how many people search. So you want to find high search on keywords by using tools like the Google keyword planner. That's a free one. There's paid tools out there, but I would just use a Google keyword planner. That one is good enough and it's free and it's from Google. So you can really trust it. Well, thank you. So, so uh, you're talking about something where you said you had sprinkled those words around the website. Are you talking code? Or are you talking just in content, like in terms of the text, you know, stuff that you have? No, both you want to put in the code. Google can't read websites. They read coding. But if you're not tech savvy, you can just put it in the content on your page. So just having good quality content really helps out. But you also need to put in the title tag or meta description or schema, alt tags, header tags, all these really technical tags. But content is easy enough where you don't need to be tech savvy. Just add more text to every single page on your website. Every page on your website needs content or needs text. Images and videos are not really content to Google. Google can't read images or videos yet. They're getting closer, but they rely on text for the time being. That that's powerful information because you know I don't know how many people know that. I mean, as, as I mean, again, when you're a business owner, you're probably not the best. You know, you might know your your business type, but you don't really know the website, you know, word and, uh, and, and how it works in, in the back end. And this is a good way to learn about these, these tricks. And, you know, because sometimes, like I said, more, I have friends who actually started websites and they just hired somebody uh, back in the days. It was overseas. You just get someone for cheap. They just set it up. I get those all the time, you know, from home. So like, Hey, uh, would you like us to do this for you? And it's a couple of thousand dollars. Okay. But then, you know, like, Who's going to work, if, you know, by, behind the scenes, who's going to keep managing it for you, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, it, it's almost impossible. So I, I, I personally have not selected those, but but I know people who did. And then the site is basically just there. It's dead. It doesn't have any activity or any potential. You don't even come up right away in, in, in the, the, the search. So uh, I think it's valuable information for our audiences to know that, you know, you want to do it correctly so you can get the results. And you mentioned a bunch of technical terms. That, you know, to your point, someone like me would not be able to do it. I'm not going to code. If anything, I need somebody to help me to go there and maneuver, you know, man, you know, maneuver around the coding and throw in those things in the right place, to your point. If video and and, uh, and photos are not going to do anything to it, you want to have the right text and the right coding. So thank you for sharing that. So so what other aspects of, of, of the SEO optimization that that we should be aware of? And then, then the, the next question would be like really how... Uh, how do we work with you as 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 a company, as a, as a SEO optimizers, and uh, you know, uh, are there anything else that you do in terms of of servicing the, the websites and and, and the ranking in the in the uh, Google? And one of the most important things we kind of talked about really are the backlinks. Number one, backlinks, and then content. Number two, everything else is important, kind of, but not as important as those backlinks and the content. If they make those two changes, everyone will see an impact on their rankings. But there's like we talked about earlier, there's over 200 ranking factors that go into Google, but these ones are really, really important. So I'd focus on those two things. And if anyone wants to learn more about myself or my services, I create a special gift for them. If they go to my website, seooptimizers.com, that's S-E-O-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S.com forward slash gift. They could find that gift there along with my contact information and a bunch of classes I've done over the years are all there that they could watch anytime for free on all different topics about digital marketing, SEO, 
Google Analytics, paid ads. I've put a bunch of classes up there. And also, if they want to book some time on my calendar for me to give them a free website analysis, where I'll look at their website from an SEO point of view and see what's working, what's not working, they can book some time for free on my calendar there. Well, thank you. That's powerful. And I'll have that information on the description of the show. So that will be accessible to everyone. Uh, one last, I mean, you mentioned the word free. So ultimately, you know, you work for a living. <laughs> You're in a business to make money. Uh, so what would someone um, budget for in terms of, let's say, you know, doing this monthly, uh, quarterly, yearly? Uh, is that like, or is it like as needed, as needed? Or I mean, what kind of formulas people should have or at least budget for and plan for? Yeah, that one comes down to the competition as well. How competitive those keywords are. If you don't have any competition and you get to that first page of Google, you can pretty much just sit back and relax. But if you have competition and the competitors that are actively doing SEO, they're going to, because once you get to that first page of Google, you knock someone off that first page of Google and they're not going to be happy about that. So they're going to look at all the SEO you've done, primarily looking at the backlinks, trying to figure out how do I get more quality backlinks than you have? So it's kind of a back and forth battle, keeping those rankings just get depending on how competitive it is. Like if you're selling t-shirts, very, very competitive. Or if you're a restaurant in Los Angeles, there's a lot of restaurants out here. Whereas maybe if you're a restaurant in some small town, less competitive, it's a little bit easier to get up there and you don't really have to worry too much, but it just comes really down to the competitiveness. And that's why I do the, the website analysis for free to let them know, all right, it's going to take this long. It's going to cost this much, or it'll be, well, we'll do it in a couple months and get you up there instantaneously. But it just depends on the website, how established they are, and how competitive those keywords are. But Brandon, based on what you said, no matter how good you get them to the ninth one, you're going to have to maintain it beyond that point. Because to your point, you bump somebody down, they're going to bump you from one to two. And it's just like it's going to keep just going around and, you know, between you and them. And maybe some other new guys come up. So it's, it is really a tough, tough place to be. It's really just a race that you have to keep up with. And so the cost has to be there. So, so uh, again, just personally, I would recommend that, you know, if you want to get into this game and really be maintain your position, you have to have an ongoing budget to operate and keep this going, you know, for, uh, you know, as long as you want to be in that level, right? Um, you know, now, that leads me to one last question. If someone gives up or they don't have the, the fund anymore to continue with this, uh, how does that, you know, affect them? I mean, do they just drop drastically in that Google and then therefore they're not even searchable or... How does that work? Yeah, no, they'll still be moving up because with SEO, it's all about those backlinks. And Google probably is not going to find those backlinks that you build. Like I could get an article published on a small website. Google might not see that backlink for a couple of days, a couple of weeks, a couple of months, maybe a year. So it'll keep trickling in and it'll probably fade off after like six months or a year. But it comes out of the competition. If your competition is not actively building backlinks, then if you have more quality backlinks than them, if you're not building new ones, you'll stay up there. But if your competition is actively doing SEO and building new backlinks, then you have to actively keep building backlinks and showing Google that you're relevant, authoritative, and trustworthy. So so thank you for that. So, Brent, are, are there like packages? Like, you know, uh, let's say just creating backlinks is this package, is how much going to cost, you know, creating keywords and and is this going to cost? Is it like a package deal that you that you have? Uh, you know, uh, is there anything that we can share with audiences, at least, you know, so they're aware? I, I'm, I know that they're going to reach out to you directly and go and decide, and then you certainly get that discussion with them, just just uh, without any details, just overall, just so to set expectations again. You can do either way, but if you're just doing one thing, it's not going to work. If you're just building backlinks, 
if you don't have the right keywords, Google's not going to know what to rank you for. If you're just doing keywords on your website and adding content without backlinks, Google's not going to trust you. So it's like a puzzle. You put all those pieces together and make that puzzle complete. Because if you're missing a couple pieces, it's not going to fully work. So there you go. You have to have it all. <laughs> you can't have a piece of this. You have to hold the whole thing. And, you know, but I, I like what you said about the, you have to keep, you know, doing the back things. That means you have to be actively, you know, creating and, and sending this stuff. So, uh, you know, there you have it, you know, Brendan with us today. <clears throat> Sorry, he is definitely an expert in this business. Um, please seek out his, you know, expertise. The description as he, he claimed it, as he stated it, uh, will be also on the, the description of the show. So just you know, log into it, you know, click on the site and check out his work and hopefully you can benefit from it. And, uh, you know, I, I want everybody to rank the right place. So good luck, everyone. There. That's all I have to say. Um, any last advice, Brendan, uh, for today's show? Yeah, just be patient with all of it. It takes time. It's not immediate, unfortunately. A lot of people kind of get discouraged if they're not seeing that traffic come right away. But as long as you keep doing the right things to Google, send them the right signals, they're going to reward you. Just Got to be patient with it all. Like everything else, right? Nothing good, you know, happens overnight. You have to take the time and and, and really maintain. So there you have it, mm -hmm. folks. Brandon, thank you so much for being with us today. This this has been great. At least we are clear on what, what needs to be done to help people get to the right, you know, level in the ranking business here. So, um, folks, uh, Hurricane Age here. Hope you enjoyed this show. And, and we've learned quite a bit here. So uh, stay tuned. New day, new show, new topic. Bye for now.